Welcome back in everyone to a fantastic new episode of Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We are so excited to be joined by our guests today and to be returning back to our old stomping ground of Salt Lake City. Joining us is the actress Amy Bodner, who plays Greta Olson in Pioneer Theater Company's presentation of Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express. It's playing September 22nd through October 7th at Pioneer Memorial Theater, and you can get your tickets and more information by visiting pioneertheater.org. Again, we are so excited about bringing you this show. Of course, we were once working at Pioneer Theater back in the day, but of course, we have this wonderful actress, Amy, joining us. We'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and bring her on first. Amy, welcome to Whisper in the Wings. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh, <laughs> I'm so happy to be talking with you. I mean, as we were talking before we started, I love that the, the person that set us up asked, would you be okay with talking with Amy Bodner? Because I was like, of course, we go way back, way back to Mama Mia times, you know? <laughs> We had so much fun doing that. And and of course, I got to see you in the wonderful production Irish rep, The Streets of New York. And now here you are doing Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express at Pioneer Theatre Company, playing the role of Greta Olson. I, I'm loving all of this. This is amazing. Oh, thank I'm so you. I'm so thrilled for you. I'm thrilled for your podcast. I'm so happy to be here and to represent Murder on the Orient Express. It's a great production, a great cast, and and Pioneer Theater is one of my favorite places to work. So, and we got to work together there. So, I'm thrilled to be with you. Yes, I'm so excited that you're back there, at the wonderful theater. Of course, your show, The Murder on the Orient Express, is kicking off their 62nd season. Could we start by having you tell us a little bit about the show for our listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with it? Sure, I don't want to give too much away because it is a murder mystery after all so that's one of the exciting things about it for me is to see the audience you know particularly younger people if they're not familiar with Agatha Christie and the story or the movies most recently Kenneth Branagh had an adaptation of Murder on the Orient Express but of course there was a previous one I'd like to see if people follow along with us and if they if they get who the murderer is or, or what happens in the story. But it was written in 1934, and it was actually based on the Lindbergh kidnapping, the Lindbergh baby that was, that was very famous, that kidnapping. And Agatha Christie wrote this story, giving everyone the opportunity on this train that gets stuck in the snow between Istanbul and Calais, the opportunity to murder this man named Ratchet. So that's it. And it's adapted by Ken Ludwig, who is a kind of a known farce writer, lend me a tenor, comedy of tenors, moon over Buffalo, on and on and on. So there's a little bit of a fun, farcical, comedic twist in it. And at least that's how I see it. <laughs> Hopefully people will see <laughs> that too. <laughs> Nothing worse than being the only one on the comedy train. So I, I think it's it's really, really well done and we're having a great time. I love that. And I, who doesn't love a good Agatha Christie murder mystery? I mean, the twists and turns that come up 
are fantastic. There is a reason the mousetrap has been running as long as it has in the UK. Absolutely. Totally. So how did you come upon this particular production of Murder on the Orient Express? Very carefully. No, <laughs> I, you know, I, as, as I do many a time, auditioned and this one just kind of worked out. And I'm very, very grateful that it did. I've been at Pioneer before. I've done, this is my fourth show working here, but I have never worked with this wonderful director before. Her name is Melissa Rain Anderson. She's fantastic. And I'm really loving everything that she's offering up. And oddly enough, you know, being, you know, the old age that I am, I am now pulling on my face, podcast listeners. I've never worked with any of these folks before. No one in the play. So it's great. I have nine, I hope, new friends. And uh, I would like to name them Bonnie Black, Gisela Chipe, Edward Huvier, Matthew McGloin, Andrea Morales, Alec Ruiz, Robert Scott Smith, Anne Tolpagan, and John Tufts is playing Hercule Poirot beautifully. So I just wanted to make sure that everybody got a shout out. Yeah, that is a fabulous cast too. Some wonderful, wonderful names in there that I can personally vouch for as well. (laughs) I love this cast. Love it. Now, I love that you mentioned these wonderful people that you're working with and this wonderful lead cast. What has it been like developing this particular iteration of the show as you head into your first audience and the opening this weekend? It's been amazing because it's, it really is. I mean, I know a lot of people say this about people that they work with, you know, show business, but these people are all incredibly generous and really fun and funny. And we have laughed so much in rehearsals and out of rehearsals and bit, you know, we've spent, we've hung out together. That doesn't always happen. You know, it's a really great, fun group of people. And I think that that's a, a necessary element in any production, but particularly something like this, where it's really, it, it only works if the ensemble works together. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. And it, I, I think if I understand right, this is an ensemble piece. It is. It's, it's well, I mean, it's really spearheaded and led and beautifully led by John Tufts, who is Pro- Poirot, as in any of the Agatha Christie mysteries. I mean, certainly he drives, I, sh- I was going to say drives the bus and I'm going to say drive the train. <laughs> <laughs> and he just came in like gangbusters. I mean, he was a house on fire. He was fantastic from day one. So that really made the process incredible. Include, and Melissa Rain Anderson as well. You know, she was just a great leader from, from the get-go. That's fabulous. So is there a message or a thought you're hoping audiences will take away from your show? Well, here's what I hope. I hope that audiences will just come to the show. You know, I hope that what we, the message that I would like to just say today, not so much the show, is that live theater needs your support. And, you know, it's been a very, very difficult return from the pandemic and a lot of places are, you know, uh, really needing their audiences to come out and support. And I think you will have a wonderful, wonderful night in the theater if you come and see us. And even if you know the story, you don't know it this way, you haven't seen it told like this. 
So with this group of people. So I don't necessarily think that this is a, a message play. I think it's a, it's a fun evening in the theater to maybe try to figure out the murder or, you know, just be in the story with us taking the ride on the train. Yes. <laughs> My final question for this first part is, who do you hope have access to Murder on the Orient Express? Well, I really, really hope that this will captivate younger audiences. You know, my, I think your mission from what we discussed, and I, I think the mission of all good theater right now should be to develop younger audiences coming in to enjoy and see the theater. And, you know, and also audiences from all different places. You know, this one wonderful thing about this play is that it's international right? You have the Swedes, that's me. You have (laughs) the Russians, you've got the Brits and the Scots and the Hungarians and the Belgians and the French. And so it it being such an international story, you know, it, you know, I hope that people will come from all places and have a really, really good time seeing this show with all the different accents and all the different places represented. And that's what I think theater needs to do is to represent all places and all people. So I hope, you know, the fact that the university gives away like $5 tickets to the student body is wonderful. I hope the student body will come and see us. And that will also bring in an eclectic, I think, group of of young people. I want to change lanes now for the second part of our interview. Pull back the curtain, if you will, and let our listeners get to know you a little bit better on a personal level and start. No, I'm sorry. I won't do it. (laughs) I will not. No questions. No questions. Sunglasses off. (laughs) That's it. Stop. I want to start by asking what or who inspires you? What playwrights, composers, or shows in the past have inspired you or are just some of your favorites? Well, let's see. I mean, my one of my, I, I, I'm not just saying this because I'm doing a podcast and at Pioneer Theater Company. My, my favorite thing probably that I've ever done was at Pioneer Theater Company and it was the play Outside Malangar. Uh, playing Rosemary Muldoon and I love John Patrick Shanley and I, I, I love his writing. And, and so to be able to have gotten to do that here, and I think we did a pretty good job of it here. I, it was just an inspiring thing to me. And it actually changed my life because my, my scene partner, my, my partner in crime there was Tom O'Keefe. And I said, I was just, enamored with his talent and I just said Tom who do you study with and he said well you should you know you should go check out Larry Moss which I did which Larry only teaches twice a year because he's kind of a guru and I and I went to Larry and I said who should I study with and he said that guy and he pointed to a guy named Carl Bury who I still study with to this day that was like seven years ago and now I'm his class secretary so it changed my life 
to be here at Pioneer Theater Company. And it inspired me in ways, you know, taking class inspires me, being in class every week. You know, that's something to maybe share with the listeners is that it, it education never ends, you know, in, in this business anyway, I think. So, you know, it's part of something that keeps me going, that keeps me fueled when I'm not employed. Yes. Oh my gosh. Say it again for the people in the back. (laughs) You are a New York based actress, but of course you're in Salt Lake right now. Have you seen any great theater lately you might be able to recommend for our listeners? Well, I, let's see, I don't think it's open now, but I saw Juliet Stevenson in The Doctor at Park Avenue Armory. Unbelievable. Lights out turn them off there is no one who could do what she did with that was fantastic and they may end up like playing that on some you know theater website or something if they do definitely check that out she's she's unbelievable and that was so cool it's like gender bending everything and the story was fantastic and Let's see, what else have I seen recently that I, I mean, look, in a whole different genre, go see A Beautiful Noise on Broadway, because I think that there's some beautiful work being done in that show. And I think you only have a limited time left to see original people. So go see that. And yeah, I, I mean, I just love seeing theater. So I, I like to go to things that are not necessarily on the beaten path. Like I saw, I saw the fiasco slash Red Bull production of a show called The Knights of the Burning Pestle. Oh, The Night of the Burning Pestle. It was fantastic. Really, really amazing. So, you know, don't be afraid to try seeing things that don't necessarily have the biggest title. Absolutely. Just Absolutely. Go. And there's, there's so much coming out in the fall that I'm excited about. So, you know, it'll be really, really great to see. Everything a, that's coming up. What a great time for live theater right now. What a great time. I know. I know. Come out. Come out. Come out. Come out to Pioneer, please. If you're on vacation, come and see us. If you live here, come and see us. If you, you know, want to take a vacation, come and see us. Yes. <laughs> I love your enthusiasm. It's so infectious. And I want to know what <laughs> is your favorite part about working in the theater? I think the spirit that we all come together and create, you know, and that it takes, you know, all of us to do it. I, I've mentioned our wonderful cast and our director and our dialect coach, Adrian Moore, of course, we couldn't do it without her, but also the crew, the crew, the crew. I mean, it, it, we can't do a show without, we have a wonderful brand new stage manager here. His name's James Hansen. Shout out to James. He just moved here. He's running this big ship right now. And he, and he's trying to find a place to live. Like, it's like incredible what he's doing. And so I think the spirit of us all coming together and making this thing that can bring people joy or make people, the interesting thing I hope anyway, about our play is as much fun as it is throughout at the end it actually moves people you know some of the design team that came to see it said wow i found myself kind of brushing back a tear you know at the end so what else does that 
besides live theater that, you know, when you're there, you're really part of it. The audience is the final character in any play. So just having that experience of, of being a part of that is, is probably my favorite thing. That is beautiful. What a wonderful answer. <laughs> and you're a- wonderful. I'm so oh. happy for you. This is a, this is a great thing. This podcast, you know, thank you. So it, much. Yeah. What you're doing is fantastic. Thank you. Well, it, it, that is a, your answer is a great lead into my favorite question to ask guests. And that is, what is your favorite theater memory? Oh, wow. Well, this is a fun one. I don't know if it's a, my favorite favorite, but I, I was once on Broadway. <laughs> I was once on Broadway and I was, a, I was actually an understudy for the role of Laurie in Oklahoma on Broadway, not the most recent Oklahoma and I podcast listeners. I am once again, pulling back the skin on my face. And uh, I went on for the very first time as Laurie, as an understudy, the day after the Tony Awards. And that's, we had Monday performances, which was rare, which still is rare in New York. There aren't usually Monday shows. So there was a pretty good theater crowd there that night because there, they didn't, there wasn't anything else to see. <laughs> and, and, you know, it was the day after the Tony. So a lot of people were in town. And, you know, I had been out with the gal that played Laurie full time the night before at the Tony's. We were out until 2 a.m., you know, so I I was shocked to get the call, you know, at 3.30, you're on. And I, you know, just thought there's just no way that this can go well. There's just no way I'm not, you know, I'm not in the right you know, I, I was so, I, I always lived like a nun. I was always so good. And the night before going on, I was just not prepared <laughs> for that call. And I walked out on the stage and I had to attach this, this rope for, it was a to hang up the clothes, like a clothesline. And the darn thing just kept falling down and falling down and falling down down and I just kept going with the scene like you know just okay that's what you do I mean it would fall if it fell down in life you pick it up you keep talking you know and you know and it was sort of like oh my gosh is this really how this whole time is gonna go this whole two and a half hours but somehow that was probably the worst thing that happened in the whole show and it sort of set me up for just saying well you just gotta roll with whatever comes and it was a actually a fairly successful night and and felt really really good to you know accomplish that feeling the way that I did and that led to me eventually taking over that role and so you know it, 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 I guess the moral of the story is don't let don't let it get you down <laughs> just keep going keep pushing forward and you know no matter what happens in your show if you're the listeners out there that happen to do this you know you can you can overcome anything that is an incredible story thank you for sharing that that's amazing well do you have any other projects or productions coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you 
Well, everybody, I'm trying so hard to get these on-camera things going. And unfortunately, we're on strike right now, so that makes it pretty difficult. But a movie that I was in just dropped on Tubi. It's called Twisted Marriage Therapist. And I play kind of a nurse ratchet kind of person. And I really, really enjoyed that. It was directed by Booker T. Mattison. And it, yes, it's on Tubi right now, streaming on Tubi. And also streaming on Tubi, first season of Great Kills, which I shot. And also streaming on Amazon in season one of Harlem. So uh, that's a very fun show. If you haven't seen Harlem, tech, definitely check that out. But those are the current things that I have going and hopefully something else is going to come up very soon. Call me. I'm available. <laughs> yes. My current project is Murder on the Orient Express at Pioneer Theater Company. And we open this Friday. That's this Friday, September 22nd. And we run until October the 7th. Yes. And and what a perfect lead into my final question, which is if our listeners would like more information about Murder on the Orient Express or about you, maybe they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do so? You know, interestingly enough, I'm not on any social media. It's not me preaching to anyone. It's just doesn't it's just not good for me. But you can you can always write to me at the theater at Pioneer Theater Company send it to care of Amy Bodner and I'm sure I'll get that. And yeah, just come and see the show. I'd love to have as many people there as possible. Yes. Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. It was so wonderful to see you. So much fun. You too. Thank you so much and all best of luck to you. And, and hopefully maybe we can see each other when I'm back in New York. Absolutely. Absolutely. If I if I had won the lottery and had a private jet, I would be right there front row and center to see the show. So I, you know, <laughs> who knows? Maybe things will change and I'll be right there because it's a wonderful. Beautiful. I've heard nothing but great things so far. So I'm excited for this. Thank you. My guest today has been Amy Bodner, the actress playing the role of Greta Olson in Pioneer Theatre Company's presentation of Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express. It's playing September 22nd through October 7th at Pioneer Memorial Theatre, and you can get your tickets and more information by visiting pioneertheatre.org, and that's theatre with an R-E. It is a fabulous show, a wonderful theatre company, You are not going to want to miss this. The shows run Monday through Saturday with a matinee on Saturday. So make sure you check it out. We're going to have all the information listed on our social media post and our episode description. But go check it out if you're in the Salt Lake City or Utah area. Or like Amy said, if you're looking for a vacation, it's the perfect time to go see those leaves change out in Utah and take in a wonderful show like Murder on the Orient Express playing September 22nd through October 7th at Pioneer Memorial Theater. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you.
If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you. The lights of old.